extreme. I think, you know, years ago, we had a bad habit of saying, oh, you have this SNP, so you take this one supplement. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's not really that straightforward. Right. Uh, and it's also a hopeful bit of information. There's a lot of people who come to my door saying, oh, I have MTHFR, which is a really common um, kind of rock star polymorphism. It's not necessarily the most important, but it's the one that people have heard about. So they come in feeling really fatalistic saying, oh, I have this, this SNP, this polymorphism, so I can't detox, I can't methylate. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to our show today. I have a very special guest and she's got an awesome story that she's going to share with us about her journey. And first of all, let me tell you who our guest is today. So today we have Emily Gibbler and she is a fundamental genetic nutritional consultant and dietary supplement counselor. So she helps people try to figure out their food. And they're, you know, how to be able to find what works for you. She also uses this to maximize your health and um, help you to have a healthier relationship with food. So I love that. And um, she also holds a degree from the Holt Institute of Medicine and Pan America Institute. So Emily, thank you for being on our show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk to people about my story. Hopefully they can use it as a hopeful tool in their own journeys. Yeah, I, that is that is my hope too, that, that this will help somebody that maybe is struggling, struggling out there. I was just telling you before we actually got on here that I have a personal trainer and there is so many things that are just mind-blowing to me that I didn't realize as we get older, things change. We have to kind of change up our patterns a little bit. And, and some of the things that we're doing, like protein, that was a huge thing. I didn't realize and I was not getting enough protein. So anyway, that, uh, sorry, I'm bringing this in, but it just is so, it was so mind-blowing to me. So I'm sure you've got some great tips and some things to share with us. But first of all, tell us a little bit about your story and kind of where you started. Sure. So my story is really one where what's right for one person may be totally wrong for someone else. And I tried to improve my health and ended up sending myself on a really terrible long-term journey, <laughs> but it's led me to where I am today and I wouldn't change any of it for anything. So I started developing chronic pain and chronic fatigue when I was 14. 
and my cat's gonna hang out with us. Oh, all that's okay. Days. We love cats. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So early in high school, I started this chronic hip pain that started spreading, and I spent the next five years being shuffled around from doctor to doctor and going through different tests and going in and out of physical therapy, trying to figure out what was going on and not getting any answers, getting more and more frustrated by it, more and more depressed by it. Um, I got to the point where I was wondering if maybe everybody felt this way all the time and I was just being a big baby about it or (laughs) maybe it was all in my head um, because every test looked normal and Mm -hmm. I was being told by practitioner after practitioner that nothing was wrong but I knew that something was wrong, that this was frustrating. We were supposed to feel so frustrating. So when I was 19, I finally um, was with a rheumatologist who diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. And in that conversation, she told me that the good news was it wouldn't cause disfigurement and it wouldn't shorten my lifespan at all, but that the rest of my non-disfigured, (laughs) non-disfigured, non-shortened lifespan was going to be progressively more painful and that there was nothing they could do to stop that. It was just going to keep getting worse. And that because of how young I was at the time, I could plan to be disabled by the time I was 30. And that is a really bad plan. That is terrible that she told you that. And I mean, what a terrible thing to hear at a 19 year old. And you're saying, Oh, I'm going to be disabled by the time I'm 30. Wow. Her answer was to prescribe narcotic painkillers to tell me that, you know, not to worry as the pain got worse, she would just give me stronger painkillers. So at that point I requested to please still have a liver and kidneys by the time I was 40. Yeah. (laughs) Her answer there was to prescribe antidepressants. Um, None of this resonated with me. So I, opted not to take the painkillers. I opted not to take the antidepressants. And I started this journey because she gave me a label and it gave me part of what I needed at the time, validation that what I was experiencing was real, that this wasn't in my head, that other people felt this way. And that gave me the first shred of hope that I had had for a long time. So it gave me something to hold on to. And I decided that I could either take her advice and plan on being disabled, or maybe I could do something about this. So I started moving more, even though it hurt. Um, I started doing things like yoga. I got involved with um, things like Reiki and found small degrees of help. And then I took some of my bigger missteps. I stopped eating meat and Um, For me, not for everyone, but for myself personally, becoming a vegetarian was not the right direction because of things I learned later about what was causing my particular fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. So I was in college and my college had a wonderful vegetarian and vegan cafe on campus. So I was eating tons of fresh vegetables, literally three meals a day, seven days a week. And I was in so much pain. Uh, I had no problem believing this doctor when she told me, yep, you've got a maybe 10 years left before you're disabled. I found myself thinking, boy, I will be lucky to have 10 functional years with how quickly this pain is spreading. What it took me a long time to learn 
was that for me, the fibromyalgia and this high level of pain and inflammation and fatigue was being driven by high levels of oxalic acid in my system. And, and that was from the fresh fruits and veggies. Exactly. Especially <sighs> the vegetables. And um, oxalates are high in things like spinach and beets and Swiss chard and rhubarb. And I am not exaggerating when I say that those things were on my plate every meal while I was in college. No wonder you were in so much pain. (laughs) Knowing what I know now, I have to look at myself and laugh because when I left college and was a poor post-college student, I was not eating this volume of fresh veggies and I started feeling better. And I thought, oh, it's all this hard work that I've been putting in. (laughs) And it turns out I was just eating less produce. I started feeling better. I still didn't have all of the pieces of my puzzle, but I had more hope. I started seeing that positive shift, even though it was just sheer luck and (laughs) low income. At the time, but for me, that gave me that glimmer of hope that I needed. Um, right, hope is a big, big deal. If you have some hope, you can do just about anything, it'll definitely pull you forward. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. So, I started working in chiropractic, that gave me additional help working on some of the structural issues that I was dealing with, and it gave me my first introduction into nutrition, and that really catapulted my journey forward. But it wasn't until I started working at Tree of Life with my mentor, Bob Miller, and learning about functional genomics and functional lab testing that all of the pieces really started to click. And when I looked at my genetic report and I looked at additional functional lab testing called urine organic acid testing, all of the light bulbs went off and everything that I had experienced for the previous 20 years made so much sense. Mm. And I had the most clear explanation and path forward that I've had at any point on my journey. And it empowered me with the tools that I needed to make the specific dietary and supplemental choices for my body, which might not be the right choices for someone else. I'm, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, no one should ever eat vegetables ever again. I think I would be a pariah in the nutrition. (laughs) But for me, and especially Mm -hmm. at the point that I was at, the right choice was to modify what I was doing and to shift Mm -hmm. the types of vegetables that I was eating, the quantities that I was eating, to pair it with the right nutrients so that they would be less impactful on my body. And it really started this healing process. So I just turned 40 last month. I was, I was just thinking, I wonder if she's past 30 now, cause you look I good. Know. So I'm I was like, okay, she's <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I turned 40 and I, I feel like I've been telling people I'm almost 40 for years because I've been so excited <laughs> because my thirties were so much better than my twenties because Uh of the healing that I had gone through, my forties are going to be my best decade yet. Yay. That's awesome. I mean, I have 5% of the pain that I had at 5%. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. I have 4,000 times more energy than I did at that point. So are you taking any medication with that? Oh, no, I have not had to do any 
prescriptive medication. Oh, wow. That is absolutely fabulous. I love that food can heal. And I totally agree with that. You're eating the right things, like you said, for your body, for your body type. It does make a difference. It does. And that's where things get so tricky. I mean, the internet is full of quick fixes and mm-hmm. people telling you, oh, this worked for me, so it's going to work for you. And it feels so daunting and so intimidating and frustrating when you make these big changes and you've seen someone that you love really succeed with them and you fail and you feel the same or you feel worse. Um, So utilizing something like personalized nutrition, bio-individualized healthcare by working with someone like a functional medicine doctor or someone like myself who does genomic nutrition can really help us to find the tools that are right for us specifically, as opposed to kind of painting with broad strokes and hoping that we hit on the right thing. My success for a long time was dumb luck. And it is a long and frustrating journey to go that way. Um, But there are tools that we have within this field that can really help streamline the process for people and get our health back on track. So what is genomics? Can you tell me? Because I don't know what that is. So genomics is looking at our genetic material um, and utilizing what's called SNP data or single nucleotide polymorphism. So these are these little bits of genetic code. And it really helps, I think, most people to think about our DNA Mm -hmm. as coding language. And it's Mm -hmm. rather than coding for a computer, it's coding for our bodies, for how we make proteins, how we make enzymes, how we get stuff done in the body. And this can range from things like detoxification capacity to how we build muscle, how we make neurotransmitters. Um, Most of what's going on on a daily basis um, isn't entirely genetics, but the genetics is the framework uh, that we're working in. Yeah, it is interesting how one body can, you can be doing a lot of the same similar things, but your genetics play such a part. And this just makes me think about sleep because my husband always is tired. And I would, I would think, gosh, you're sleeping this, you're actually sleeping longer than I am. But once we started tracking it, it was like, he wasn't getting good quality sleep. I'm like, no wonder. I'm getting quality sleep. He's not. So no wonder he's tired. So genetics just plays such a part in our body and the structure. So you just, everyone's different. Yeah. And using that genetic information can be really helpful, but it's something that we have to make sure that we're working with someone who knows what they're talking about. Right. (laughs) Right. Genes are not a guarantee. So when we talk about functional genomics, we're thinking about predictability predictive potential. So genes are influenced by things like stress and diet and toxic exposures and Mm -hmm. infections. All of those things determine what's turned on and what's turned off. And these little bits of code don't work in isolation. It's part of a longer pathway. And so we want to make sure we're looking upstream and downstream. I think you know, years ago, we had a bad habit of saying, oh, you have this SNP, so you take this one supplement. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's not really that straightforward. Uh, And 
it's also a hopeful bit of information. There's a lot of people who come to my door saying, oh, I have MTHFR, which is a really common um, kind of rock star polymorphism. It's not necessarily the most important, but it's the one that people have heard about. So they come in feeling really fatalistic saying, oh, I have this, this SNP, this polymorphism. So I can't detox. I can't methylate. And honestly, that's not the case. It may be impaired. It may not be as robust and functional, but that one SNP doesn't determine our total health outcome. Mm -hmm. We have tools to understand what's expressing, what's not expressing, and how to work within that context to help rebuild health. So if it was just a matter of saying, oh, you have these genes, so everything is gloom and doom from here on out, it wouldn't be a field that I would be really interested in. But I think that it's such an amazing tool to empower us to make the choices that are right for our body with the point that we're at in our lives. And as you mentioned earlier, what's right for us in our 20s may not be right for us in our 40s and our right. 50s. Mm-hmm. So, you for know, sure. we've got a lifetime of other exposures and stresses piled up on us by that point. And so we need to look at these functional pieces to contextualize the genetics. If we think about our health as a puzzle, the genetics is kind of the framework or those edge pieces. Mm-hmm. They give us context, they help us define things, but they don't create the whole picture of who we are either. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was to want to find out more about their genetics and what kind of things do you actually do to, do you hook them up to a machine? Do you, (laughs) how does that work? One of the nice things about genetic testing is it's typically once and done because your genes are your genes are your genes. So we so it's like a blood that. test. Well, usually we use saliva to gather. Oh, okay. Genetic okay. So the test that I use is from a company called your genomic resource. And it's either a little saliva collection that you spit in the tube or for younger kids or people who can't generate enough saliva. There's also a buccal swab that's done inside of the cheek. So that genetic material gets sent off to the lab and they, analyze these hundreds of thousands of SNPs of genetic material, and then it's uploaded into a software program to start kind of making sense of of all of that. Well, that sounds pretty easy. A little swab. So yeah, not too bad. A lot of people are familiar with this uh, type of thing from companies like 23andMe or Ancestry.com. They are also doing this. Okay. Yes, to get your genetic background. Yeah, I've actually done that. And it's pretty fascinating to see. And there's so much information that's held within that genetic code, our ancestry, whether we'll have curly hair or straight hair, but also things like how we'll utilize B12, whether or not we will clear B6 from our system, how efficiently we're going to use carbohydrates or fats for energy. Um, Wow. So is that a more extensive training or an extensive like testing that you do? It is almost identical to testing like the 23andMe. And we can actually use that um, raw data from that analysis in the the functional genomic analysis software. Um, 23andMe, huh? So 23andMe is fairly commercialized. There's, there may be privacy issues there. Uh So I 
If you have that information already, we can absolutely use it. I would suggest checking your privacy settings uh, mm -hmm. in your account to make sure your information's not being shared. Um, if you would opt to do the your genomic resource, that one is a closed system and the data isn't shared. Mm -hmm. um, there's also slightly different SNPs that are looked at on each version. So 23andMe is geared more towards ancestry. So there's, is health information contained within the data that we can mm -hmm. tease out from it, but okay. they have been making some choices in terms of what they analyze so that it is more geared toward, you know, determining your, your ancestral background, because that's what their consumers want. Tests like the Your Genomic Resource, very similar process, but the SNPs that are looked at are more geared towards health and nutritional outcomes. So we can get good information from both, but I tend to, if, no, if you haven't already done one, I think there's advantages to doing one that's geared towards those health pathways, if that's your ultimate goal for it. Sounds great. Sounds great. So it sounds pretty easy to be able to get those testing. And then, so then you obviously know how to read them and know how to be able to, um, you know, decide what is right for this person or not just from those testing. Is that right? Or do you do a little trial and error? So there's a, there's, we mentioned earlier, there's the genes and then there's the question of what's expressing, what's turned on, what's turned off our mm -hmm. expression. Um, and this is largely due to what we're exposed to toxin wise, um, or infections or stresses, uh, things like hormones can change gene expression, nutritional deficiencies. So it's helpful to look at the SNP data or the genetics and to pair it with your symptoms. You know, we've got to see what actually fits and then to run some functional labs alongside of it. And for that, there's a, a handful of different tests that we can run depending on what the issue is. So in my case with the fibromyalgia, the most efficient pair of tests for me to do was the genetic test paired with urine organic acid testing from Great Plains Lab. And that's a really fantastic combination. It's one of my favorite pairs to use because it just gives us such a wealth of information, both the genetic potential and what's actually expressing what's happening in our microbiome, what's happening in my case with oxalate levels, um, with neurotransmitters, with metabolic capacity and how we're using our fats, carbs, and proteins for energy, um, detox pathways. So all of that information, when we have the combination of the organic acids with that genetic information, we get both an acute picture of what's happening in the body right now and this kind of long-term picture from the genetics, the why. Is it because of what's happening or not happening along these metabolic pathways? Or is it because of something like a toxic exposure that we need to deal with and see it resolve? Um, so we can- Pretty fascinating. And it sounds like you're very knowledgeable in what you do, obviously, or you wouldn't be doing it. Plus, I can feel almost your passion about it too. Like you really have this passion to be able to dive in and, and help people. So I really love that. That tells me that you're in the right field and you're doing the right thing because it's something you love. It, it really is. And it has empowered me in my own life. And 
it adds some, it validates the years of discomfort <laughs> that I had in so many ways. I mentioned earlier that I wouldn't trade any of it because everybody gets to learn from my mistakes and missteps. Now. <laughs> there are these tools that we can use and so many people don't know that they are available to them as a resource that there is. Exactly. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Like I had no idea that you could do this either. So I'm sure there's tons of people that actually don't even realize they can do these testings and what now, if somebody's just, um, okay. Like if somebody's just dealing with maybe a lot of stress or, um, they have some anxiety issues, could that having some testing with people that just have these normal, I want to say normal because there's so many people that have it, it's, you know, um, could that help with those kind of things as well? So yes, but so if we are dealing with stress and anxiety, because there's stuff happening in our lives, mm-hmm. that's a different thing than like okay. a generalized anxiety. So we do want to keep that in mind. And there's a time and a place for supplementation. There's a time and a place for medication. And there's a time and a place for finding tools to work through the stuff that we're dealing with. And we can combine uh-huh. those things. They are not mutually exclusive. So there, but all that to say is there may be cases where functional lab testing, functional genomics is not necessarily needed. But if you feel like you have tried the basic stuff mm-hmm. and you're still feeling stressed, still feeling anxious, or especially for people who are anxious with no for no reason, who mm-hmm. are just dealing with that chronic anxiety, mm-hmm. genetics can be hugely helpful. Okay, because um, that's kind of how I feel too. I feel like there are certain ones that, yeah, they're just almost like prone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see how it actually not only is affecting them, but it's affecting their family, like their kids and their generation. So to me, it almost seems like a generational thing, you know, that's there, are, there are a lot of people who are dealing with high levels of glutamate in their systems. And glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter. It wakes up the brain. It gives us intelligence and creativity and outside of the box thinking and overthinking and over worrying, especially (laughs) not getting converted into GABA, which is its calming counterpart. And so there are enzymes that do this conversion um, and people who have polymorphisms or mutations along their GAD1 and GAD2 SNPs, which are the enzyme that does that glutamate to GABA conversion may not be making enough GABA. And so if that's the case, we can look at the genetics, see what's happening there and give things like B1 or magnesium, B6 and zinc, the cofactors for that glutamate to GABA conversion. And very often that helps with calming down that overthinking, anxiety type of tendency. But that's not the case for everyone. So there's Uh other things that can drive anxiety. And so where B1, B6, zinc, magnesium may be right for me for anxiety, there may be other people who would need magnesium threonate or hinocchial, things along those lines. So Mm -hmm. the genetics really lets us hone in on what's right for you versus what's right for me. So we can be much more specific and targeted in our approach. 
And if you go to the health food store and look for stress relief supplements, you can find dozens Tons. of different things. <laughs> try them over and over until you find the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. This is a tool that can really streamline that process for a lot of people. Yeah, I really, really like that, that it's um, specific to the person and not just like you said, you know, everybody's different. They might have the same disease or the same kind of thing that they're dealing with, but their treatment is going to be a little bit different than maybe somebody else because because of their genetics. So um, that's fascinating to me, actually. fascinating to be able to, to realize that our genetics play such a role in so many things and, um, our healing. And so, so now you went through this process, you, you learned how to, to heal yourself basically, because you're 40 now and you weren't supposed to live past 30. So you're doing pretty darn good. Well, I'm sorry. You might be have lived, but you would have not been living a very good life, right? Right. You would have been, um, disabled. So yeah, definitely not functional. Right. Right. You know, and it, and it fascinates me too, to think that you were smart enough to realize that, Hey, I'm not going to take all those medications because how many times do we listen? And I'm not saying, please, those that are listening right now, I am not saying that, that a doctor does not give you what you need, but sometimes I think it's kind of like you said, they are giving the same thing for everyone where it's not necessarily right for one that's right for the other. And so it's, it's just finding what works. And so that's why I love what you're doing. And so now you're, you're helping other individuals that are dealing with these kind of issues and are struggling with answers. And so you're being, you're able to find those answers by using their genetics. Yes. And it, it's, again, a really empowering tool for people. I'm not a doctor. I don't treat, I don't diagnose, but I educate people on where their bodies may handle nutrients um, or toxins a little bit differently than the average person and where they can find those additional support pieces to enhance what they're doing, enhance their quality of life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really exciting to be sitting here on this side of things. Um, And I actually have a training platform for practitioners as well to help them implement these tools in their own practices um, called protocols because we've got to step outside of these cookie cutter one size protocols with the volume of toxins and things like that, that we are dealing with in our society right now. Right. Right. And you're right. It's, it's crazy. Um, so if somebody were to want to work with you and be able to find out their information and get these testings done that you're talking about, where would they find you? So for my clinical practice, working one-on-one with people that is through tree of life and effort of Pennsylvania and our, I work with clients all over the country. And at this point, all over the world, um, and our website is tolhealth.com. We have a wonderful team of practitioners, including my mentor, Bob Miller, who taught me almost everything I know about functional genomics. Um, so it's a really wonderful team there. And for people who are interested in learning more on the clinical end, they can find me at beyondprotocols.org, where 
We have a wonderful team of mentors together to help practitioners learn how to implement functional genomics and functional lab testing to help their clients get better, faster, with fewer adverse reactions. I really love that you're actually educating them as well. And uh, boy, that could really change things, couldn't it, for our medical industry. So I love that you're doing that. So um, we will make sure and put these in our show notes so that people can just click on a link and be able to get right over to your sites and things like that. And uh, Emily, it has been a joy to hear your story to... um, I've really enjoyed finding out more about this is really, I'm, I'm so fascinated with our bodies, our minds, and I work a lot with the mind and I also do Reiki, which you mentioned. Um, but I'm a life coach too. And, and, uh, you know, so I'm always working with the mind part of it and it just fascinates me, but also the genetic part of it is so fascinating as well. Cause there's so much there. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. It was really Yeah, it was really enjoyable to find out more. So, and I'm definitely going to look into this as well. Um, Not only for, um, not necessarily for myself, but I know some individuals that might need this, that could really play a big part in maybe helping them. One specific client I'm thinking of right now, that I'm definitely going to, to let her know. So Anyway, I, I appreciate that. Going yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, there's these little issues and they keep, you know, running around trying to find all these things. And sometimes it, you know, it's kind of like you where they couldn't really diagnose something. Mm-hmm. And so definitely, yeah, that would be awesome to be able to help her with. So thank you again for being on the show. Appreciate My it. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.